Welcome to the Filter Free Friday podcast. I am your host, Brittany Williams, and I am here to remind you that the distance between the life that you're currently living and the life that you want to live isn't nearly as big as you think. Happy Friday. I hope you were doing fantastic and had a good, simple week and are ready for the weekend. I am excited because this podcast uh, episode is going to be the first time that I'm introducing a new segment, um, which is going to be a Q&A segment. This podcast, if you didn't know, used to be a live that I host on my Instagram every single Friday morning, uh, which was excellent because there was dialogue between more than just me. It was, I mean, I, I talked to the little screen that is my phone, um, but it was nice to see the comments and such. And I miss a bit that. I miss that. I miss the conversation between me and you guys while I certainly still go live on Instagram plenty. Um, I think the Filter Free Friday vibe was just a little bit more... Mm, I don't know, it was like a hug from a friend that you needed. Uh, and while you guys uh, hopefully are feeling that from the podcast, I need a hug back. <laughs> this, is, this is a two-way street. Uh, and so I thought it'd be really cool because I really want to make this interactive. And this podcast, while sure, it's my, my picture and my funny jokes, and I'll certainly provide um, stories about my life at the end of the day, I want this to be about what you need. Um, and really for me, it's the voice, the sister, the role model, the friend, the confidant, the mentor, whatever, therapist that I never had. That's what I want this to be. And I shouldn't say that I never had. I certainly had those people and I still have those people currently in my life. But I want you to have a little bit like every Friday of just this like, ah, someone gets it. Um, and, and I'm not saying that I get everything that you're going through, but I at least am going to share the insights I've had about my life. Uh, and hopefully that resonates with you. And if at least just one person is like, oh man, I feel better about my situation in life, then like, uh, then this was all worth it. So the question and answers I think are to help one, of course, guide the conversation, but then two, also to have a little bit of fun. So if you have any questions that you want answered on the podcast, they do not have to be serious questions. They can be something like, tell us your most embarrassing story which I've already done on this podcast but tell us your second most embarrassing story <laughs> you know what I mean like they can be funny things um they don't always have to be so serious that's another goal with this podcast is that it's half serious life lessons and it's also half just silly banter like I said you know a couple of girlfriends laughing about you know the craziness that is life um, so I'm going to start off with kind of my lesson that I wanted to talk about today, and then I'll get into your questions. I'm not going to be able to answer every single question every single week, but I'll certainly pick out the ones. I think I'll get to all the questions today. Maybe not. I'm not sure. I shouldn't set myself up for such high expectations. <laughs> week one of doing this. Um, but I'm sure there are going to be some weeks where there's a lot of questions and I won't be able to get to all of them. Anyways, um, there's a quote that I kind of have lived by. I'm not going to say forever. And I honestly don't know who told me this quote. And it's very specific, but it applies to everyone. Um, and it's really how I have lived um, my life, both as an athlete and as a human. And that is run fast when you feel good, run slow when you don't. I was a collegiate runner. So the analogy of running certainly... Um, hits home and I it the quote was meant to be taken literal and that it was given to me at the time uh to be taken literal but I have since 
pun intended, ran with it. (laughs) And the whole concept was when you are a uh, long distance runner, I ran the 5k and the mile and, um, or should I say the 1500 meter, if you are a runner, you know that it's not, we don't really run the mile. We run short of a mile. We don't even run four laps. It's so odd. Anyways, um, when you're a long distance runner, you're running a lot of miles. And I was running uh, 70 to 75 miles a week. I don't know what that was in kilometers. It's a lot. It's a lot. Just know that whatever number you think it is, it's, it's maybe more than that. Probably more than that. Um, so I was running 70 to 75 miles um, a week as a college student. And it's just so much. You're waking up and you're running. And then you're having a full day of school. And then you're going to practice for two hours and doing mobility drills and strength work and all the things. And there's so much opportunity for runs that don't feel good. And when your entire life revolves around being better at running, every single time you have a run that doesn't feel great, you get down on yourself. And I think you probably, even if you've never ran a step in your life, can have um, probably a moment in your life where you felt th- felt this way, where you had a goal and it feels like the enti- your entire life revolves around this entity. And any time that it's not even not perfect, just a shit day, like just whatever you're trying to do just wasn't the best. Like I think of parents where your sole goal in life is to take care of these children. And like there are going to be days when you yell probably a little bit too much or you, you know, feed them all junk food or like whatever it is, the thing that your metric of success, you don't hit it at all and you do the exact opposite. (laughs) Like it's so easy to let that Um, I think take over your mindset and it's interesting in running um, you actually improve in running by running slowly so a lot of people think and this is long distance running but a lot of people think that oh to run faster I need to run more faster runs but it's actually the opposite to run faster and to build your heart as a muscle to actually improve your cardiovascular output, you need to be running longer uh, and thus you need to be running slower. So recognizing that success actually is going to require you to slow down and that the good, fast, crisp days will not come unless you have the slow days. And that concept applied to life I think can be transformative. And so I really went through college as a collegiate runner, running all those miles on those days that I felt sluggish where, and again, I'm trying to make sure that this doesn't get too specific to running, but like, you know, when you're on your period and you just feel like a whale, (laughs) just you're the biggest whale in the ocean and every little thing you do just feels like you are big and heavy and sluggish. I think that's something that all women probably have felt uh, in their lives. For men, maybe think about that feeling after Thanksgiving dinner where all you want to do is sit and have no one talk to you. That's the feeling. And if you're a male outside of the United States, so neither of those situations apply to you, I don't really know what to to tell you. You're just going to have to roll with this story. I can't can't give examples for everybody. I need you to close your eyes and just imagine... (laughs) (laughs) what either that feeling after a big ass meal is or what it feels like to have a period, period. (laughs) okay? That feeling 
but like when you're running like that's what a bad run an actual bad run feels like I'm not talking about those runs where you're like oh this is miserable like when your legs are heavy and tired and you haven't had a day off in two weeks and it's just been a grind because you're doing track sessions and long runs and all of the things like that sensation that heavy whale sensation but in your legs oh and you have to run 10 miles today Despite the fact that your legs feel like blubber. <laughs> That's those days are those those are the days that I would run slow. That I would strip away my expectation for what this run was going to look like. Uh, you know, those are days when I I didn't do this, but should have. And now as an adult, I will. I should have taken off my watch. Don't time a thing and run a course that I knew um, or a route that I knew the distance to so that I could calculate my distance and still keep my training log, you know, accurate, but not worry about the speed because there are going to be days, it is inevitable when you don't, you can't, it's not that you don't want to give 100%, you can't give 100% and you have to recognize that it is okay to not give 100% on those days and that actually slowing down will make you better in the long run. And I think that that little lesson that I learned in college and while I was applying that lesson and it wasn't until I actually became a certified run coach that I actually learned how the body works and how you do get faster with the slow runs. You can't just go balls to the wall every single run and try to run really fast all the time. That's actually not how you get fast. You need those slow runs, those easy days, and they actually need to be easy in order to improve. So I want to give you permission to run fast when you feel good and to run slow when you don't. Because there are going to be those days where you have the energy to give 100% and those are the days that you need to take it. Grab the bull by the horns and let's rock. But never have the expectation that that's going to happen seven days a week, 30 to 31 days out of the month. It's just not realistic. And I think reminding you of that is probably the most important thing that I could do on this podcast because so often we set ourselves up with this really high expectation. Um, and I think level setting with myself that I'm a hustler, guys. I am a go-getter. I have big goals. I love to work hard uh, and I like to put hours in. But I have to know when is the time to do that. And it's interesting as, you know, I've been with Rob, my husband, now for nine years. Nine years? It'll be nine years in December, so, so eight and a half years. And he has seen me work so many hours. And thank God he is patient because I'm sure a lot of men probably wouldn't stick around for someone who spends so much time working and so little time relaxing. But one thing that I find is really important in our relationship, and honestly, I'm not going to say this is the reason why we're still together, but it certainly is one of the reasons that I think has um, helped me pull myself out of work and keep myself focused in my relationship is that we love playing board games, card games, games of that nature. And I think that 
the fact that we spend our downtime, sure, we watch TV. Yes, I am up to date on Stranger Things, and I did watch the finale. If you wanted gossip about Stranger Things with me, send me a DM because I'm I'm all in. Uh, we watch plenty of TV, but we don't watch TV nightly. TV is more of like a weekend thing. We're more of like a binge people. Like we'll take one weekend and watch an entire show start to finish, but we're not like a every single night we're going to watch another episode kind of people. But we will play a game uh, every single night for like months on end. Like that is something that we'll do. And I'm so thankful because it allows me to actually slow down and to be in the relationship. If we were watching TV, I would just be numb (laughs) sitting there and probably not talking to Rob, not asking him about his day. You know, you're more paying attention to the TV show, obviously, because you don't want to miss anything than you are to the person next to you. And I think it's really nice that games has allowed me to actually slow down and and make that time quality. And I think that that's something that so many of us, and again, I'm gonna give that example of being a parent. I'm not a parent, but I certainly have seen many friends and colleagues and coworkers um, raise children. And I think so often you see people who feel so guilty when, you know, when I worked at Under Armour, there were many late nights where we're all at the office late. And I know that the dads and the moms that are missing the dance recitals and the baseball games, and they, you know, have to put their kid in extended care because they need to stay late for work. And that can beat up a parent. I've seen it firsthand. And the guilt that comes with that. And while I usually didn't speak up (laughs) at the time, you know, unless it was warranted, because I think sometimes getting advice from someone who doesn't have kids can seem really insensitive or just like, I don't know. Parents don't want my advice. But here I am on the podcast giving it to you. But I'm just going to give you the disclaimer that like, I recognize that I don't know. But here's what I can give you from an outsider's perspective. Don't beat yourself up. On those days that you can't give 100% to your kids, I think it's okay. But you have to, when you are able to give 100%, when you are able to run fast, run freaking fast with your kids. Put the phone down and go play games. Stop half-assing it when you do have the opportunity. So run slow means you keep your kids alive. <laughs> I don't, don't neglect them, but recognize that you don't have to feel guilty for putting work first when work needs to be first, because work also keeps a roof over your head, which is one of the best things, if not the best thing you can do for your child. I mean, okay, let's not debate whether what the best thing is to do for your kid. But I think that the guilt trips that go with working hard um, are very real. I think the guilt trips around taking time off from work and spending it not on your kids, but with you because you need a self-care day, you need a girl's weekend, whatever it is. Like when you need to run slow, run slow. But when you are with those kids, when I am with Rob, I am running fast the way that I know how with him, which is not just to sit in front of a TV and not talk to him and to zone out and just continue the blob. This whale analogy applies here too. (laughs) I need to take the time to run fast with him, to be able, like I might only have 30 minutes at the end of the day. But I'll be damned if I don't give 100% during those 30 minutes. And there are plenty of nights where tonight actually is a great one. 
I haven't seen him all day. I woke up at 4.30 this morning. I taught uh, bar classes this morning, was at the gym at six o'clock. So I'm literally, I've already had two classes in the morning before he's even woken up. Then he wakes up, goes to work. I come back home. Um, I've got a few meetings and things to do in the early, in the middle of the day. Then I went for a walk. I worked out, uh, you know, did whatever I do, admin things. And now it's six o'clock. He got home while I was working out. And then I came immediately upstairs to record this podcast. And bedtime is in like two hours. (laughs) So we're going to cook, eat dinner, and go to sleep. And like, I gotta be okay with that because today was a busy day. I've had a 12 hour day already when it comes to work. And like, I'm not gonna apologize for that because you know what? I got nothing on the schedule tomorrow. Nothing. That's not true. I have a walk with my good friend Jackie scheduled tomorrow. But other than that, not a big day. So I know when he gets home from work, I'm going to give him 100% of my time. I'm going to put down the TikToks and put down the reels. And I'm going to hang out with my husband because I'm going to run fast when I can and I'm going to run slow when I can't. I have to give myself, not leverage, leeway. That's the word I'm looking for, leeway to show up exactly how I need to. You're allowed to take timeouts, to not have to give 100%, to take pit stops, to restart. Like give yourself the allowance to do what your body needs to and know that that doesn't always have to mean forward progress. Success isn't an upward trending line. Like if you imagine a graph and the line just goes straight up on the diagonal. And failures aren't a downtrending line, the opposite of that. It's a roller coaster or a wave. And so instead, you got to get comfortable with riding that wave, then knowing that there's going to be ups and downs in everything. And often, different parts of your life are on different parts of that wave. When you're riding the high at work and things are going well and you're super busy, you might be in a low in your relationships, in your quality time with your kids, uh, in the amount of time that you spend with your family. Like one might be high and one might be low, but that does not mean that you are failing or succeeding because they generally even themselves out over time. We aren't, we so often act like an individual day or an individual week or an individual month makes up our entire life and that is the defining moment but it's so not true I hope to God every single person listening to this and not listening to this has a long fulfilling life so take the time when you have it to slow things down but go balls to the wall when you need to and when your business and your life requires you to that's that's my message for you today like I work my best at really weird hours of the day, guys. Like, give if I could work, I mean, I guess I am kind of moving towards this, like, um, calendar, because I have a very flexible calendar, but like, let me work from like 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. and then like 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. I mean, I know that's not enough work hours, so like, 
don't actually do the math on that. But like, that's my best efforts. I remember when I worked at Under Armour, I was like first person there, last person to leave. Not because, well, at the beginning, it used to be because I was that kind of person who wanted to like, you know, always be the hard worker. But as I got older and smarter, I just realized I'm a dud from like 11 to three. Like I'll work, but like that's when I would do my like meaningless tasks that don't require my brain because you can't really, I'm, I, all I can think about is like the vending machine and the snack I have in the refrigerator from 10 to noon. And then from noon to three, your girl is comatose. She's just, she's dead to the world. And you know, I stopped drinking caffeine after noon. So there's nothing, (laughs) there's nothing to pick me up. But like around four o'clock, I would just get a second win, which is annoying because that's obviously when you want to start wrapping things up and going home. But I've kind of just leaned into it. Guys, it is Thursday night at six o'clock and this podcast literally posts at midnight. And, you know, does it give me a little anxiety? Because like if something was to go wrong, I'm going to have to stay up tonight to like fix it. Yeah, it's not procrastination. I I often film these late on Wednesdays or Tuesdays or whatever it is. It just happens that today is Thursday. But like, it just is my time. And that's when I feel the best doing this. And I'm not going to like second guess that. I'm running fast at six o'clock at night because that's when I run fast. If I filmed this podcast at one, I'd be running slow and I'd allow myself to be running slow because run fast when you feel good, run slow when you don't. Okay. Okay, friends, let's get to your questions and answers. Well, the first question actually very much aligned with everything that I just said. Uh, The question is how to be goal-oriented and still be patient and compassionate with yourself. And I think you could literally just start the podcast over. (laughs) That would be my answer. Um, But for me, I'm super goal-oriented. And I think that what's really important in life is to recognize you have these big macro goals But you should break those macro goals into micro goals, so small goals, because it's really, really hard if you're beating to the drum of a really big goal. Every day feels like it's the opportunity for a failure. But if all you're trying to do is achieve this really small nugget of a goal, then like it's a little bit easier. So like I'm going to try to give an example. Um... So like, for example, when I'm writing my workouts and I'm writing a new program, you know, for the sweat app, having to write, you know, six to 12 weeks worth of workouts, you know, four workouts a week, you figure all of the exercises, all of the moves, they all have to flow together is so daunting. And um, I, I mean, I don't know if I should say this, but I don't, it's not like I get like years to write it. Like I get a pretty small amount of time to do this really large thing that's going to impact thousands of people's lives. And I instead break it down into little goals. And every time I do it, it's something different. But like maybe it's just one week, it's the template. All I have to do is worry about the template. The next week, it's just filling in arms, then it's core, then it's legs. Like this is a really probably bad example to give because like probably one of you is a fitness instructor (laughs) but I think you get the the analogy of take the big goal break it down into the tiny steps 
And then don't give a shit about the big goal anymore. Don't even worry about it. Your focus isn't to build the best eight-week bar program ever because that intimidates the hell out of me. But what doesn't intimidate the hell out of me is build the template for a really rock-solid arms and abs bar class by Friday. That I can do. That's something that I can wrap my head around that doesn't intimidate me, that doesn't scare me, and that allows me to feel like I'm in control. And I think a lot of times with being about compassionate with yourself is about allowing yourself to make failures, allowing yourself, allow, also allowing yourself to be successful. And allowing yourself to be successful means building a proper timeline that's going to um, allow you to be compassionate with yourself. That sounded, that was a, a, a cyclical sentence, but I hope that made sense. Uh, next question, overcoming guilt for not liking, oh, this is a really specific fitness question, but I, and I trying, I'm not gonna, well, let me back up. I'm gonna try to like bunch these questions together. So like maybe one day it'll all be fitness questions and the next day it's all mental health questions or something. But today they're all over the place. So we're just rolling with it as I wrote them down on this sheet of paper. <laughs> so we're just bouncing from one topic to the next. So I hope you guys have a little bit of ADD like I do because I can just keep up. Just strap yourself in, folks, and keep up with these questions. Okay, how do I overcome guilt for not liking HIIT workouts uh, when trying to lose weight? Um, and this one just, I want to reach out if whoever, I'm, I'm keeping these questions anonymous, um, but I just want to give this person a hug. Like, I just a big hug. Because there's so much bad messaging out there and bad science and bad information about what is required for weight loss and I know firsthand how hard it can be to feel like there is this standard that the world sets for how you lose weight why you should lose weight and even if you need to lose weight in the first place so I'm going to say First of all, I always like to give the disclaimer with weight loss. Please don't feel like you have to lose weight. Um, your value in this world, your worth in this world is not determined by how much weight you do or do not have. With that being said, again, I don't know who asked this question. I don't know what country you're in. I can only speak for the United States because it's where I have always lived my entire life. We have an obesity an obesity epidemic that me as a certified fitness trainer, I do believe that it is my job to hand you a toolkit that can help. Again, not you specifically, the person who asked this question, but just general as a society, we need better education on how to beat this epidemic. And the biggest thing I can tell you is that you don't have to do a lick, not one minute of HIIT workouts to lose weight. You don't have to run. You don't have to go on the Stairmaster in the gym. You don't have to go on the elliptical or do hour-long walks or wear a trash bag. I hope people don't. Do people still do that? Like, do people still wear trash bags and, like, go for walks? I, uh, Lord, I hope they do not. Weight loss, muscle gain, fitness goals should be enjoyable. And the most important thing you can do for your health is to find patterns both in your food and in your fitness uh, and in your sleep and in your hydration that you enjoy. 
Because if you have a pattern that you enjoy, you will replicate it. And if it's a good pattern, that replication builds consistency. And you're not trying to lose weight for tomorrow or for that event. You might think you are, but I'm telling you, you don't need to. We are trying to live healthier lives for the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I used to, when I was little, have this big goal of living till I was 106. So I'm, I, I don't know if I'm going to get there because I didn't really sleep most of my 20s and into my early 30s. I'm, Lord knows I'm trying to make up for it now. Uh, but that was, that was your girl's thought process. I'm making it till I'm 106. And so maybe you don't want to live until you're 106. That's fine. I'm not going to push my goals onto you. But I want you to have that mentality. That every decision that you make today is not because it's something that someone told you you have to do so that you can be more valuable in life tomorrow. I want you to pick the exercises, the, the exercises that you do, the foods that you eat, and the drinks that you drink, whatever it is, because it is what's right for your body and for your soul for the next 72 years until I'm 106. That's the thought process. Can Wait, hold on. Can you? Is that math right? 72 plus 34? Damn. Okay, I got a long ways to go. I need to drink some water and I need to go to sleep now. <laughs> you don't have to be, don't feel guilty for doing hit. If you don't, what? Don't, gosh. But, okay, this is the one thing about doing it at six o'clock is that like the caffeine has gone and left my system. So I'm a little loopy, but it gives me character, right? Someone tell me that it gives me character. <laughs> Um, you shouldn't feel guilty for not liking HIT when you're trying to lose weight because you don't need HIT to lose weight. High intensity interval training is a type of cardio. It is not the number one type of cardio. It's not, it's not the gold standard for cardio. You could never do HIT ever again for the rest of your life and, and you could live the healthiest possible life that you could live. It is a way to do things. Losing weight comes down to two things. Losing weight is going to come down to your daily, well, it comes down to a lot of things. I'm simplifying here. Uh, Let's call it three things. The first thing is your genetics. That we can't control. If you don't know that by now, wake up. (laughs) Number two is going to be your daily activity level. So I'm talking about how active you are throughout the day. I like to use step count as a metric for that, but that doesn't work for everyone. So again, I'm not going to force that upon you, Um, but think of it as how active you are throughout the day. Your workouts are part of that equation, Um, but I like to tell people like we're awake for like, I don't know, 18, 16 hours of our day and your workout is like 45 minutes of that 16 hours, you could do something really intense during that 45 minutes. But if you are a whale, using that analogy again, for not not feeling like one. Actually, I shouldn't use whale because I feel like whales are like probably like the Olympians of the ocean. Like I feel like they are the Olympic weightlifters of the ocean. I feel like they're really strong. So what's like a lazy fish? I don't know. Okay. Don't be the lazy fish. The other 16 hours of the day that you aren't working out or the other 15 hours of the day that you're working out. You have to continuously be moving. I'm not saying don't enjoy 
your one hour on the couch because I told you run slow when you need to run slow. But losing weight isn't about going balls to wall during the one hour of your workout. It's about being active throughout your day. Um, So find ways to be active and that does not have to require high intensity workouts. And then that last third piece is going to come down to your nutrition. And while I like to think, and this is oversimplifying, um, but I like to think of most workouts, their goal is going to be gaining something. So um, gaining muscles in strength training, maybe you're gaining flexibility uh, if you're doing yoga, right? There's a lot of different things. Nutrition is going to be your key if weight loss is what you are looking for. Now, nutrition is also important if you are trying to gain muscle. So this is a bad analogy. Um, And this is where I fear. I have like fears that people are going to like come after me for what I say uh, on my podcast because I like to simplify things. I hate when people are like super like using scientific terms that nobody else knows. Like while I understand it's important, I also think that the best way to educate someone is with like language that we can all understand and to simplify things. If fat loss is your goal, I want you to focus more on your nutrition than what your exercise is. Yes, I want you to be active. Yes, I do think strength training and gaining muscle is certainly going to help you have a healthier body, but laser focusing in on what the right calorie amount is for you and your body is the most important thing you could do if you're trying to lose weight. Forget the hit exercises. You shouldn't feel guilty because they they couldn't at all, they don't need to be required at all. It's all about calories in um, and calories out is part of that equation, but it's not the be all end all. Um, Which that all kind of leans me into uh, the third question of four. So we got one more question to go, um, which is recommendations about learning about fitness. And I think the question actually asked for books, um, which... I don't read that many books on fitness. Now, if you're, I'm literally filming this. So I look at myself and I literally have a bookshelf full of books on fitness. But let me tell you, I've bought so many books on fitness and I don't actually, I haven't read. I'll skim them. I'll find what I need and then I move on. Um, But I will say that um, I have my uh, personal training certification through the National Academy of Sports Science, uh, which is an American um, organization that uh, is one of the leading organizations when it comes to certifications for fitness trainers. I would say sign up for their um, newsletter. They have some excellent blog posts that they post uh, about resources um, and about information just to help you understand more about fitness. They also have a podcast. Um And then also ACE is another one. American Council of Exercise, I believe is what ACE stands for, is another one. Um, I think that just getting yourself certified. I got myself certified before I had any intention of actually using my certification simply because I was interested in fitness. Um, I think that just taking the certification is one of the best things you can do. I guess you could technically buy the textbook, but like... I think that you're going to learn more from actually going through the motions and quizzing yourself and doing the whole things. Um, with that being said, I, uh, I've got four, sorry, three different Instagram accounts of people whom I don't know personally. I've literally never met any of these people, uh, but they're people that I follow uh, on Instagram or on TikTok. And uh, I feel like the information that they provide is really solid. So um, I think that 
this is good resource for anyone who's looking for more information on fitness, who's looking for form tips um, and some of the whys behind, whys behind things. Uh, but for me, um, I really like I have an account that is solely dedicated to fitness, like not my Brittany Williams account. And it just helps me learn. And and often what happens is that I'll learn something on social media or I'll see something and I don't just blindly fall, like listen to these influencers because they're influencers. But then I'll take that concept and I'll Google it and I'll find scientific studies on whatever the topic is to better educate myself. So often I can't tell you one place that I get all my information. It's often just about finding good little nuggets of information, thoughts, questions that you have, and then actually going online and finding reputable reputable resources um, and scientific studies that have been done to find those answers because there's so much bad information out there. Um, but the three that I recommend, and I'll speak slowly, um, Jason, this is these are Instagram usernames. Uh, Jason and Lauren Pack, P-A-K, Jason and Lauren Pack. Uh, they are a married couple um, who, I think they're, were they physical therapists? I don't even know. I just know that I love them and everything they do. I'm like always sending them like the clapping emoji because, <laughs> because like they, I think, just get it about real fitness, about real people and how to apply um, some harder topics, the whys behind fitness and form and they're really good. Um, Eric Roberts Fitness. Eric is E-R-I-C, Roberts with an S, fitness. Um, he's really good, I think, for like beginners who want to understand, um, I think, some of the myths that are out there. I think he has a really interesting ways of talking about things. And there's a lot of times that I'll listen to his videos and then I'll like Google a topic. And it just, I get into these like rabbit holes of like information learning. Um, but that's how it usually happens. And then the third one is pretty specific, but uh, if you're looking for pre and postnatal information, um, the Bell method, so the and then Bell is B-E-L-L-E method, all one word. Um, ironically, I don't actually know what her name is. I just know I just wrote down her username. Um, but she has some really good resources. Um, on pre and postnatal um, fitness. So if that is something that you're interested in, I highly recommend um, following her. And then the last question of the day is, what is my what are my favorite podcasts? And guys, I've tried, especially as a podcaster, to get out there and to listen to different podcasts. But like, I have to be in the mood for the right podcast, which I know is probably pretty snobby of me to say as a podcaster. But Without a doubt, no, like the best podcast, it's, I get so giddy every time I listen to it, is Absolutely Not by Heather McMahon. When I tell you that I have had some of the best deep belly laughs sitting by myself on the couch or driving in my car listening to this podcast, it, Absolutely not by Heather McMahon. So I'm just going to preface Heather McMahon is a comedian and she is mm, um, unfiltered. Maybe is the word that I'm going to use. So she talks about sex. She talks about 
you know, BJs and and that sort of stuff. So I'm just going to give you a heads up that sometimes that comes up. Not every time. Um, she curses a lot. I'm giving all the disclaimers first. So like if you're not that kind of person, don't go for it. But she's so real and relatable. And she is a comedian. She's a stand-up comedian. So she has been going on tour for the past, you know, year or whatever on her tour. And like, just the stories she tells, it's just so nice to see someone who is a celebrity just like be so real. And she lives with her mother um, and her husband and her mother, Robin, is just like this like hilarious woman. Um, I don't know. It just brings me so much joy just listening to someone live their truth. Like, do you know what I mean? Like just when someone is just 100% themselves, even if you don't agree with everything that she says or you think she cusses too much or whatever whatever it is, there's still something so liberating about someone just being themselves and not worrying about it. Uh, I can only hope that one day I can get to that level of just of unfilteredness, of just truly showing up exactly how I am and like not giving a shit what people think about. I still care a lot, unfortunately, but your girl's working on it. So absolutely not by Heather McMahon, absolutely funny um she is from the south uh and it just has that like southern like humor to her that i absolutely love it's called absolutely not she also has a hotline which uh is also funny so people can like call in and like give their stories they're called they're absolutely not it's, like things that people have done uh and then she kind of like gives commentary about them so i actually need to listen to this week's episode she actually is taking a break right now because she just got married in italy she actually it's funny, she actually is in the same places that I was in, probably way and way bougier hotels, but that's fine. That's fine. I, I kind of can't follow because it's hard when you've taken a vacation, you think you've lived like the vacation of your life, and then you follow like some influencer and they're staying at like the fanciest hotel and you're like, okay, okay, maybe that trip, my trip wasn't as good as I thought it could be. <laughs> No one else? Okay. Uh, I need to stop comparing myself to other people. <laughs> All right, friends. Uh, send me your questions for next week. Um, I will put a question feature on both my um, Brittany Williams Instagram as well as the Filter Free Friday Instagram, probably on like Tuesday or Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that. But you also can just DM me your questions. Uh, like I said, it doesn't have to be a question. If it's just a story you want me to tell, like tell me a time that you X, Y, and Z. Uh, I'm always here for the feedback. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe the podcast, I would highly recommend it. Um, it means the absolute world to me, even if if you just share with one friend that you think would enjoy uh, this podcast, it goes a long way and uh, I appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful week. Don't forget to run fast when you feel good and run slow when you don't and have a filter free Friday. <laughs> <laughs>